for the moment that you've all been waiting for. From the land of the rising sun to just north of the border, strong style meets street style right here on this podcast. Because you're listening to the Osaka Saint, the Saitama Superstar, the Mad Titan of Tokyo, the American Kaiju. Double your pleasure, double your fun, because right now you get two Hogsmen for the price of one. He's the hombre with no nombre. Mi hermano from another mamo. He's the world's greatest Rudo. El numero uno. That's right. You're listening to two of the three Hogsmen. Big Duke. He couldn't make it tonight. He says he's going to try and make it next week. But or it in is, 2020. It is. <laughs> it's Tuesday night, October 13th. You are listening to Hogsmen Podcast. That is the American Kaiju, Devin Sparks, and myself, hey, yo. El Numero Uno, Mike Camden. Well, 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 Dev. Uh, I just got some troubling news from not producer Adam. Oh, God, what is it? Uh, apparently, Jordan Cruz deleted his tweet about me. What was the tweet again? Saying that I am the best wrestler in San Diego. Fuck. Uh Seriously, right before we started recording this, Adam goes, by the way, you know Jordan re- deleted that tweet, right? So Jordan <laughs> and I obviously have fucking heat. <laughs> I, you know, like he's obviously... Is there a better wrestler in San Diego? I mean, apparently Jordan. Is there a, is there a better wrestler in San Diego? Jordan is. I, I know he is. I beat him with a belly to back. I know, but, but but he he did the job is what he said. He said he will do the job for five minutes. That's what he said. I'll give you five minutes with Mike Camden. They actually said, you're working Camden tonight. He said, not for more than five minutes on that. I don't want to go over five minutes anyways. <laughs> I'm looking, you know, I'm, I'm going through here. I'm trying to find this this tweet. It must be gone because, you know, I, I even said, too, after Adam mentioned it, I think I'm way too low energy now to do the intro. Yeah. I said, I don't think I can do it. This is like a shock to the system. Well, this is the conversation that we had, and you can see that I responded, can I at you if I agree, which is me agreeing to him saying the thing about Mike. And then he said, LOL, that's acceptable. And then you added him, and then he said, no. Yeah, well, and then the tweet is gone. Jordan Cruz, you and I are going to have words when we see each this other. This is again. wrestling. Why would you have words? Why wouldn't you do something legit? Like, let's have a backyard or, ba- or back, back lot brawl. You want me to shoot on Jordan? Fuck yeah. Eh, maybe. Uh, Devin, what's up, man? Did you do anything this weekend? What's going on? I did. I didn't. I just got fat this weekend. I'm trying to get my pre-COVID body ready, so I'm almost there. Um, And I was trying to tell you this. Listen, listen, that intro, I don't know if I'm feeling it anymore. We might need to do something different. We might need to shake it up. It hasn't even been a year yet. I know, but this is what I'm thinking. All right, listen, instead of just north of the border, maybe I brought this up to you. What do you think about the, to the bars of Cabo, the streets of Cabo, something like that? To Squid Row from the from the land of the rising sun to I'm L, not L Squid Row. I'm not seeing it yet. I'm not okay. hearing it. Okay, but I'm let you work on it. Work you know, on, Mike work, didn't work some things out. Mike didn't like this intro to begin with. When yeah, I, but now I like it, yeah. and, it and other people uh, recognize it. Okay, I, so and we haven't even listen. Right when we started tagging as the, as the Hogsman, right? What the fuck happened? The world shut down. Yeah, that's so true. So technically, we've only been doing this 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 intro on this ho- on this podcast on the Hogscast. You're right. And so when we return to action, yep, very I think, soon. I think people are going to expect it very fucking soon. And okay. you know, you got to give the people what they want. Okay. What do you got, Adam? Oh no, I was just gonna say this is a week of 
people trying to get heat with you guys because oh uh, Derek, who you know was is Devin's guy, his his best buddy on Arizona, decided to cut a promo. Yeah, in honor of the the bodega is that their name? The yeah. Danny Limelight and Danny uh, Limelight team. Yep, and he's he's out there putting all this work in to cut a promo for them. It's very strange, you know. He uh, he wanted me to to bring him along for the ride when I was Zealot Pro champion, and I agreed to it. I said, "You come with me, man. I'll take you to heights that you've never seen." I got all the way up there, and I saw this Bodega tweet where he cut a promo, and I just fucking dropped him, and he's still free-falling. He's tweeting day. Chris Bay all the time, too. He's, he's like, out there cheating on you You know everybody. what, man? The only thing that keeps him in my good graces is Steel Cage Radio, which uh, hosts the Hogs cast as well. So thank you. <laughs> Shout-out to Steel Cage Radio. But, uh, you know, if, if Derek's listening... Um, he actually fell behind a few weeks on posting on Steel Cage Radio. Did he really? Which he told me last week when I... Ours? Yeah. Get the fuck he said out I'm here. like two weeks behind when I sent him the episode oh last week. Oh my god! So he's on his way out what of your good deal. graces. Are we gonna have to uh, reprimand him? Are we gonna have to reprimand him? What are we, his mommy? No, like so. First, it's verbal warning. Yeah, verbal warning. After that, it's beat down in the ring. Okay. And then uh, I think that's what he wants. I think he wants the notoriety. <laughs> well, someone that punched him in the face in the middle of the ring, I can tell you, it's really rewarding and satisfying. That's true. I want to find out now. Can you text him and see if you can get a response during the Hogs cast today to see if we're up to date? I would love to know. No, we're th- we're still we're just getting to a Dom number two. <laughs> I will send a text to him right now. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. So nothing really big this weekend. Same here, man. I didn't really have any plans, but it was cool. I had no problems with it. It's one of those weekends where you're like, I have nothing to do, and I'm I'm perfectly okay with that. It's very strange. Um, so last time we were here, the Padres were in the playoffs. They lost. Yep. Um, the hell of a season, though. Did did uh, Trump have COVID yet? Yeah, he's had it and it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so now that's that's gone. Uh, did you see Dak Prescott? Oh my God! Get his, his leg turned around. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, poor dude. Poor fucking guy, man. I, I'm not a I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm not like a Dak Prescott fan. Uh, obviously he's a good quarterback, right? But to see uh somebody get injured like that, oh, that's just it. it I, I had that game on too. I was watching it. And it's just really, like, it's sad to watch, you know, especially when you see the expression on his face. Like, that guy was in tears, not from pain, because he knows what I would what imagine the, that the, part of it had to do with pain. I'm sure it was pain, too, but you know what that means for that guy. He's out for the season, and he's also, he, he was a contract here. Contract, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, oh, man. That, that, he had that uh, Anderson Silva leg syndrome. He, Sid Justice did. <laughs> Remember Sid Justice when he came off yeah. the top? Uh, yeah, poor guy, man. It's weird, too, how it's always just those drag-down tackles that fuck people up, too, man. Yeah, it's... I mean, um, you saw what happened to Bo? What happened to Bo? Yeah. Uh, that's what happens, man, when you, when you like, try to get those extra yards. You know, people are, are latched onto you, and, you know... Yeah, not pretty. Not pretty. Yeah. That's why I do the bare minimum when I'm in the ring. I'm not going for Telling an extra you, yard. You Telling won't see you. that out of me. I mean, Sid wasn't doing anything when he jumped off the second rope. That's why I don't go. I, I, don't go up, I don't go up top at all. That's one of the most horrific. Like, is there a worse pro rest? Like, you know, obviously besides like <laughs> I can think of a couple. Owen Hart dying. That that's 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 terrible. But like, as far as well, like gruesome, bad. But that wasn't even on tape, right? The, that was the, at a house show. <laughs> Yeah, it was like in a dark match before the show. Yeah, um, I would say Austin getting dropped on his neck is pretty that gnarly. Was that was bad. That one kind of because the ne- neck is like, you know, you break your leg, you know, you just surgery normally it heals. 
he might have never walked again. Like he lost feeling and all of his Eddie Edwards getting hit in the that. face with the baseball bat. Yeah, was we that was bad that too. too. Uh, that was horrifying, like, especially when they like <laughs> slow motion it and you're like, chills. Jesus. But I think Sid. Oh, Sid what? is one I can't watch. If someone posts it and I know it's, I'll turn, I'll flip the screen. Yeah. I'm like, nope, I'm not watching. What about it. Joey Mercury getting his face caved in in a ladder match? Oh yeah, yeah, that was bad too. But I, I still think jo- I think Sid Justice is the worst, like visually. Austin, obviously, I think in the long long run, Austin's injury was worse than Sid's. But visually, watching Sid's legs snap, that's like, you know, it's just it's horrific. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't uh, pretty. Ugh, it's disgusting. I'm thinking about it. Uh, God damn it. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, speaking of uh, professional wrestling, did you see they bring the WWE brought back a uh, a big star? No. They brought back Lars Sullivan. Oh, wonderful. AKA Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really surprised they brought him back. Really? Yeah, if you talk about people burning bridges, that seems like one that was maybe not ever destined to return. And then he he's back in. Uh, he didn't waste any time getting back to he's it. He's back in controversy. Did you hear about that? No. What? So some lady, a yoga instructor. Yeah, someone he had literally just like paid and hired to help him with like something. Do fitness. like online yoga classes, maybe something like that. So he uh, he commented on uh, one of her posts. Something about her booty shorts, right? Or yeah, it was legs. like you know when you you can like people post Instagram stories and you can respond to it, but it's like a private message. He would like he like responded saying, "Oh, those are sexy legs. Can I see more or something like that?" Do you have that. any booty pictures? Any booty like pics? That. Anyways, this guy like he's just I mean, it, it, this guy is getting a lot of chances, considering. You got China, right? Who got blackballed from WWE in the Hall of Fame for for doing pornography after uh, after the WWE, right? Which is so weird because the WWE like promoted that for a while. Like like I mean like I don't you don't want to call Playboy pornography, but like yeah yeah yeah, it's pretty much. I mean yeah, but the they stuff, the stuff she the stuff she did porn. after was a little different. Whatever. No, but I, I I get what you're saying. Your Playboy is a form of pornography. Well, they also had chicks that were in Hustler. They had girls that were doing Skinamax. Oh yeah, that's true. The the softcore stuff. Who was yeah. in Hustler? Uh, I think it was Mickey James. Really? I think it was. Uh, <laughs> while she Adam looked that up for while she was with WWE. Uh, no, not with WWE. But I'm just saying, like, there's all these things that go. That shit shouldn't matter anyway. Like that shouldn't matter anyway. Uh, I mean, you know the real reason. What for China? Yeah. Oh yeah, obviously. I mean, we, we you can paint whatever picture you want, but we all know the real reason. But it's one of those things like, okay, so he had the, 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 he had the controversy with the, uh, the porn, right? Mm-hmm. The porn that he did. Then he was on a, so you uh, can do forum. any kind of porn and be hired by WWE now. So. And then he was on a forum using homophobic and racist right. slurs, right? Even talked about like fucking Stephanie, I think, right? Didn't he say something like that, Adam? Something like that. I don't know. He's, he said so many terrible, horrible things. And now he's, and so like, okay, obviously WWE said, okay, we're going to, le- we're going to let that, Slide, and then he's back in it with this this yoga instructor because he's uh, aye, asking aye. for like booty pics. Uh, man, this guy's gonna have a rough road ahead of him, a rough road. So, him and Matt Riddle, there. they might as well just team them up and call them the. So Riddle's thing is the same as before, right? Uh, yeah, but now that girl is now suing like WWE and like Gabe Sapolsky and like Evolve and all this other stuff. Evolve doesn't exist anymore, but. It's under that's the WWE you know, umbrella. That's, unfortunately, when, when you have a business that's predominantly, 
you know, independently run. And, you know, there's really not an, a governing body for it. That's, you know, some place, some states still have like an athletic commission, which is stupid. And I think, you know, it's interesting to some degree, but I mean, when you're fucking wrestling in the VFW hall in front of a hundred people or 200 people or in a parking lot, I mean, this is the kind of shit that comes up. Obviously Gabe Sapolsky is a bigger name and the company that he ran was much larger and the the company he kept was much you know, bigger than what I'm discussing. It also but. seems like Riddle has a lot of heat now because of a post his wife made a few months ago, which she deleted pretty quickly, but it was very much like a uh, cool Jordan Cruz. <laughs> she, she's basically taking shots at WWE women, uh, like not doing squats, not being good enough. Oh, shape. that was the wife. I thought that was, Riddle. that was, that yeah. was his wife. And, but the main picture on there was Becky. And then Rollins did some interview after the draft. Oh, and he geez. basically said he has zero interest in wrestling Matt Riddle ever. So, so like, God, man, sometimes I just fucking hate social media. Yeah. Like, how much of this shit ever goes public if it's not for social media? Like, and by the way, who are we to give a shit? Yeah. Like, why do I give a shit what Matt Riddle's wife we said? Don't. But I'm just I telling, know, I'm but telling you why he, he's going to have No, I know, but forward. there's like, you know, with everyone being like, oh, cancel that motherfucker. And like, you know, people having heat. Like, that shit would have, I mean, obviously without social media, it couldn't happen. But if someone said that, right, if someone, let's just say this is before social media and they're hanging out in someone's garage and they're drinking beers and they're just bullshitting and someone says, man, the wife, you said Riddle's wife, right? Just goes, man, all those chicks have flabby asses. Like they need to do some fucking squats. Like I'm not even a wrestler. Look at my ass. Woohoo. Like whatever it is, whatever she said. Right. And then that gets back. Oh my God, Seth, did you know, like she said, she, she actually talked about Becky, but she said that their asses are not great. They should do more squats. (laughs) <laughs> like if that's what it was like who fucking cares because that's what we're doing at this point the only difference is you have the proof you have the proof that someone said it every time obviously people say some terrible shit um, but at some point like I don't know man who some of the shit is just like who cares who who fucking cares I know man I know some of it's awful like the Lars Sullivan stuff that he was saying <laughs> pretty pretty fucking bad yeah, I don't think they found everything that he's ever said because I know someone that was on forums with him back in like 2000 seven and he apparently was just like a big troll he would just jump into every conversation and just say the worst like racist shit but then like they would have private conversations with him and he'd be fine so he's like he's literally going online just to piss people off but he he's doing it in a way that obviously is not okay so that makes sense you know what i mean it looks a little bit like a troll big ass troll now here's the thing right with social media and everything if i ever get signed this is going to be used against me that i thought lars sullivan looked like a troll holy shit Nah, that's cool. We have an update from Derek. I will uh, get I responded. Okay, he said, it. he fired me. So what? From what? I don't know. You, you said you fired him on Twitter, remember? Oh, I did fire him. Wait, what is this? I asked him if we're caught up to date. I, oh, my God. Do I have to text this guy? No, He's, let's you're not getting, you're getting some heat. We're trying to do a podcast, guys. Uh, what else is going on in the world? Let's see. Uh, you didn't like what I had to say about Sullivan? All right. Moving on. I mean, yeah. I mean, he... he no, I, I mean... I, I feel I, like I, his I, days are numbered. Right. No, I just think in general, social media is fucking terrible for any kind of business. Yeah. Especially when the wrestling business is already so... Uh, there's so much like... Uh, everybody's battling for a spot, right? So everybody has like their guards up. And they're always thinking people are always like trying to like bury them, like Jordan Cruz, or exactly Jordan Cruz, uh, deleting t- <laughs> tweets about me. Um, nice tweets, you know, like 
And then you add social media to that, it just kind of throws, it just makes it worse, you know? Because I'm pretty sure if you look at the history of, of pro wrestling, even back in the day prior to, you know, social media mm-hmm. and the territories, you still have these, these uh, almost kind of like rumors of right. like people like having heat and, oh, did this person do this? Did this person, you know, bury this person to, you know, Bill Watts or whatever and all that kind of stuff. There's all <laughs> these like these old school guys being like, yeah, fuck this wrestler because, you know, they did this to me and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And and now you had social media on the fire and then you get people's family members jumping in on there, like saying Dude, stuff. So if, I, if I was Riddle, I'd be like, oh, my God, like, why did you say that? <laughs> you know, yeah. like. This is you don't don't bite the hand that feeds, basically, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm done talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so fucking on. over. So I like I feel bad. I used to love it, and I used to post it all the time, and you know, especially for shows coming up, and promote it, and try to put my own promos on there and stuff. And it's just like it's so weird because during you know the COVID world, like some people have gone full force and they're all in on social media that's all they have to do now right we're not wrestling i might as well post about wrestling or do shit i'm, and I'm the i'm the total opposite i just pulled out did you just say full force <laughs> i'm going full force like jumping jeff farmer that's right that's right full fucking force when are we gonna bring back promo class mike didn't like it i have no problem with it you don't mike got into it. what are you talking about i have no problem with it i still want to do oh i can't say it on the air because if someone steals it yeah don't say it we'll talk about it after can we do that idea that i told you about with the green screen uh, um, yeah, sure, one day. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't know how we can do that now, but... Why? Right here. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All we'll right. Guys, it it's big. It's fucking big. It's bigger than Hazmat Wrestling, I'll tell you that much. Uh, so, anyways, we had the uh, the big collective going on this weekend. Did anything real big come out of that? Like, did any kind of controversy uh, or anything? Lindsay no Snow got some heat. Uh, Lindsay Snow got some heat. From, from you? No, not from me. From a couple people online were saying that she's not the real American kaiju and I'm the real American kaiju. Because she goes by the American kaiju, yes. Lindsay Snow. Yes. Um, by the way, I don't know why she d- didn't do this, but her pro wrestling tea store isn't American kaiju. She was, I think it's just Lindsay Snow, so I oh, took really? that one. But I, th- I feel like there's there's something here. You, you guys need to battle for the name. Oh, for sure. I, I would love to do that. Um, and obviously, she's got history with power. I've got history with championship wrestling from Hollywood. They're doing, you know, weekly uh, pay-per-views now on Primetime Live. Maybe there's a battle of the kaijus coming. I don't know. Do uh, Has Championship ever done a uh, intergender? Uh, that's that's my recollection. I can't, I can't remember. That's a good question. I can't think of one off the top of my head. But I think I, I couldn't imagine. But Primetime Live might do it. I couldn't imagine a better intergender match to introduce to Championship or Primetime. But then I'd have to figure out a new goddamn name. <laughs> that's No, um, but it's funny. For anyone who wants to know, you automatically think you're going to lose. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm so fucking little. She's like, she's like a trained martial artist, and she's you know does real fighting and stuff. Um, but uh, no, she just won at uh, Bloodsport. Bloodsport. But yeah. it's funny because people were like actually pissed. I got some DMs from people like she told, took your fucking name and all this. Let me give you a quick history of the American Kaiju, Devin Sparks and Lindsay Snow. Um, I came up with the name after Japan. Was it 2015 or something like that? Um, and immediately debuted it on uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. I think it was September or October of 2015. And then I think right around the same time, like within weeks, she had started using the moniker on the East Coast as well. I can't tell you. I'm fairly certain mine was first, um, but uh, there was no ill will. Didn't on someone else use it? Didn't, someone I, didn't recently, Nyla a, Rose use it? Yeah, AEW. They, 
Oh, I can't. So I've talked with Lindsay a couple times about the name usage and me using it, her using it, and then Nyla using it. So that she's got some. She had some strong feelings when she heard someone else was using it as well. But I have no issues. I don't think we're eating into each other's you know bookings with the American Kaiju name and. Nah, actually, I. Yeah, I mean it's like whatever, dude. She she she's an East Coast girl. Yeah, yeah. I think she's in Florida, Tampa, maybe. Yeah, so it's like different side of the country. Yeah, totally you know. different type of wrestling. Um, I mean the name fits her. She looks great. She's got like, she looks like a fucking badass. So yeah, she does. Um, by I mean, the way, just popped another beer here from uh, Ten Barrel. Ten Barrel Brewing Pub Beer, cheap fun beer. What's up? What's up? Um, I don't think Lindsay. Lindsay Snow drinks beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she doesn't drink beer. No. She probably fucking beer bongs it. That's true. That's true. Like like a, a, like a badass. No, she's she's cool. And we've talked sips. We've talked. We've we've DM'd a couple times on Instagram about the name, um, using the name. Neither of us has any issues with each other using it. We started using it so close, you know, at the same time that it didn't matter, and no one's accusing either of us of stealing the name. The only one who did steal the name was Marvel. Fuck Marvel. Um, they came out with an American Kaiju character like a comic book like two months after I debuted it at Hollywood. Really? Yeah. I did not know it's that. It's a terrible knockoff of Godzilla. It's like literally Godzilla, but he has an American flag on his chest. It's fucking awful. Really? It's so bad. You should post that this week on uh, IG or so. It's like the worst It's the worst fucking idea. It's like someone only did it because they heard I did it, and they're like, oh, let's come up with something quickly. That's a good name. Let's, t- let's trademark it. And then it's just the most dog shit character you've ever seen in your life. Mm. Pop quiz, hotshot. How do you say Godzilla in Japanese? Gojira. Yes, you do. Actually, it's a band too. A band named Gojira. They're a That's good. Band. That's a good band. Uh, let's see. Yes. Yeah, so you know, wait, you know I, who's good? I want to put someone over real quick. What's that? You know who loves uh, kaiju's? And there it is. What the? F- yeah, it's terrible. This is a picture. We're looking, by the way, at a picture of the American kaiju. Look it up when you get a chance. Also, yeah, also it, under it says Todd Ziller. That's stupid. Actually, I think it's kind of cool looking, but it's just kind of weird. Why would the underbelly of a lizard be, <laughs> be an the American, American flag. flag? I don't know. And he, then what's up with its dick? It's oh, is, cool. that a, is that a phoenix or is that like yeah, a... Yeah, that's a person. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it looks like the picture, it looks like the the dude's, the um, kaiju's dick is on fire. Great wrestler, phenomenal wrestler, getting some good publicity right now. Uh, Russ Taylor. Yep, at, yes. At Ring of Honor. Huge kaiju guy. So if you want to, you know, if you're out there online, you want to talk to a wrestler, if you bring up some, you know, kaiju stuff to Russ, he might respond to you. Yeah, I'm glad to see that he's uh, getting some some rub right now and a push with uh, ROH, uh, Pure Wrestling. Mm-hmm. So now, has anybody really checked out this Pure Wrestling thing? Uh, it's something they did a long time ago. They've just brought it back. Okay, and but it's all about, like, the technical wrestling. Yeah, it's about technical things. wrestling, and they have certain rules. Like, you can only do, like, one rope break a match or something like that. There's, like, a 20-minute time limit on all the matches. I don't remember specifically, but these are. I just know that they have certain rules that are basically just don't use gimmicks in the match. It's all about the wrestling mm-hmm. and the... Now, Rust, for anyone... Uh, Rust. Rust Taylor. Yeah, he was... Okay, anyway. Rust Taylor. Why right? do you think it took so long for him to get this notoriety? That's right actually what I was going to bring this okay. up. He's been great. Not just good, but great um, for a very long time at SoCal. I had a feud with him at West Coast Wrestling Company back in 2011, I believe. Uh, he started out in EWF. Um, he kind of was everywhere in SoCal for a while, and then he did PWG. Very nice guy. Very nice guy. Um, ended up doing PWG with... Was it Brian Cage? No, he, they were the Fighting Taylor the fight Boys. The Fighting Taylor Boys, that's right. Okay. Uh, did did uh, championship wrestling for uh, from Hollywood for a very long time. I think he ended up moving to to Vegas. 
Um, to which it, when he did that, I thought he kind of disappeared off the map for a while. And, you know, it's, it's some people, for whatever reason, it takes a while to get um, to that level for him. I think it's he never got the type of exposure he needed, even with championship wrestling from Hollywood, even with PWG. Um, and then eventually, just this last year, even up until like this summer, I think, he was in Germany for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the name of the Fed out was there. It WXW? That Something like sounds that. right. That's the only one I really know. They're from very out there. big out in Germany. Yeah. And made a huge name for himself, which is crazy because you hear people taking the Japanese route, the British route, Mexico sometimes. You don't hear about anyone making a name for themselves out in Germany, and he did it. Um, and that's what eventually tipped the scales for him, um, was getting you know a little bit of that strong style Japanese um, technical wrestling uh, appreciation that he's deserved for a very long time. You know, with PWG, his his run was a while ago. With, with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, it might be the fact that you know, some of the matches, hey, you're given five to eight minutes, so mm-hmm. you can't really appreciate what he brings to the table. Guy's got a phenomenal look. Um, he's, he's you know, great in the ring. And even, you know, the one thing that he was lacking for a long time was his promo skills. And the promo that they had for building up to Pure, was it Pure, right? Pure title tournament, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, the promo that he cut leading into that, I thought was really well done. I don't know who filmed it. But it was one of those things from like, God damn, dude, that's what you've been missing. Like whether yeah. you need a producer to figure out the angles for you, get it right. But it, it, it worked out great. Um, super happy for him because he's he's an incredible worker that it, it took way too long for him to get his due. So, yeah, I think for some guys, it's just the right promotion, you know, like right. Uh, like this. So this 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 ROH pure uh, was it as a tournament? Pure or title it, tournament, yeah. It's uh, it's it's his wheelhouse. Right? Yeah, it's his wheelhouse. This is his area to really shine. You know, like that. Maybe not everybody that watches championship wrestling from Hollywood Mm-mm. enjoys technical wrestling. Yeah, you know, technical wrestling like that. Maybe people you know that has seen him everywhere else. He hasn't been able to shine uh in this in this kind of area of technical wrestling because you know you gotta you gotta know the, the fan base that you're in front of so you know this sounds like it's right in his wheelhouse and, well, I, and well, that's probably why it's perfect for them to do it right now with no crowd oh yeah that yeah. kind of environment you don't need a crowd to wrestle like that yeah. in my opinion well i also told you you know i think a lot of people are getting tired of the choreographed high spots so they want to see something different they want to see a little bit more legitimate wrestling um, well, when we talked about this last week about, you know, legitimate wrestling and going moving away from some of the high spots, getting back to some of the psychology, harder hitting, hold the hold, all that good stuff. Um, that's something that, again, if you compare what they're doing on Pure to what they did at Hollywood, right? You've got the cartoon, which, by the way, I like them. So this isn't a slight in any way. But you've got the kind of cartoony ring announcers. Um, you've got the lights, you've got the music, you know, when he's, when Russ is coming out to the ring and he's, he's working, you still have them, you know, making jokes. Um, the commentary isn't about, you know, how pure of a wrestler he is and where he trained and how he did all this stuff. It's, it's very much a a product of, you know, kind of old school WWE ish or WWF ish early, early nineties WWF ish, but it's supposed to be that way. That's the type of product that they want to produce. They want to be, you know, accessible to, to young kids without offending too many people. Um, you can't really get over the way he should with, with his attributes and his style of wrestling. It's not, it doesn't lend itself to being, you know, a minute and a half in cut to commercial break, 
come back to a rear chin lock. That's not how it works for a guy like him, in my opinion. I mean, he can ma- he's made it work. He, did, he was successful at it, but that doesn't play to his strength. So mm-hmm. this is awesome for him. I remember, uh, and I tell this to the students now when I'm, uh, when I'm training, because I'm sure, uh, you know, Dev, you've seen it. Adam, I'm sure you've seen it a little bit. But uh, <laughs> so I'll go, I'll go, you know, when I'm telling like newer kids, like younger uh, wrestlers, hey, go, go do a practice match. Put on a practice match right now. And, uh, you know, you're kind of telling them, call it in the ring. You know, or do something where, you know, it's not so choreographed out. But, hey, get in there and start thinking. Start thinking on the fly, kind of. So the first thing they start doing when they when they lock up to be, start the match is they start chain wrestling. And the thing is, they chain wrestle, and it's very, un, it's not entertaining. Oh, it's And I always, I just try to beat it in these kids' heads. Because I got told this by my trainer, Tommy Wilson. It's so fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> I got told this by my 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 trainer Tommy Wilson, and he heard it from an X Pac uh, interview, where people don't have the attention span for chain wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Like in the beginning of a match, it's it's if it's not done at an incredible level, people tune out. So that's fine to introduce chain wrestling uh, in the in the beginning of a match. But you got to make it entertaining. You can't just go hold for hold for hold for hold for hold for hold. You know, go back and forth. You got to break it up. And by the way, if you're green, the hold transitions are awful to witness live. Stop just doing three quarter rolls. <laughs> well, well, like top wrist lock, and we're going into the hammer lock. Now you're in the hammer lock. I'm gonna look right. I'm gonna look left. I'm gonna look right and go behind. And oh, hold you for a second. Switch into headlock. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it's it's rough. If you want to learn that style, you can't watch modern wrestling. You have to watch older British wrestlers because that's all they did. Thirty minutes of of that kind of wrestling. And if you watch it, you can maybe pick up on it because that's my preferred style. Like I told Devin last week, I prefer the British European chain wrestling. Did we stuff. talk about that on the podcast? No, we talked about it on the way back, home. but that's my preferred style. That's the style. I, when I was wrestling, I would watch that stuff and I would try to emulate that stuff. And it probably didn't always look good, but I would always want to keep trying to get better. If you're a younger wrestler, Rev, Rev Pro and Progress are fucking phenomenal yeah. products to, to check out. Here's, here's the funny thing that you just said that Adam, cause I think every wrestler, once they start training, uh, they fall into that. Like I like British British style wrestling. Yeah. You know the uh, the world of sport wrestling. Dev, did you ever get into a Johnny Saints phase? Uh, I remember I, I heard this from like Jericho on a podcast, and he says every wrestler at one point will go into a Johnny Saints phase, where they see Johnny Saints, who's a Brit- old school British wrestler, who's fucking fantastic. He's awesome. He's the the greatest chain wrestler you've ever seen in your life. He's the wrestler to watch if you want to try to emulate that style. Unfortunately, you won't be able to do it. Nobody can emulate it. You just look like a jack off in the ring. Um, And I, because I fell in it too. I fell into it too, man. Uh, The old world world of sport uh, matches are just, are incredible. And, uh, but you know, that's the problem is nobody teaches that style well. You know, nobody, at least in the States. Yeah, I can't think of anyone. Um, but yeah, I, I, teaches I, I, who teaches it well or does it well? Teaches, teaches it, it well because in order to do it, you have to be taught it. Yeah. I can't think of any teachers. We were trained it. by somebody. Well, Devin and I did some training with someone who does it very well, but we never got to the point where we learned about? TJ. Oh yeah, TJ. That's yeah, that was phenomenal. the main reason I wanted to work with TJ because I was like, 
I want to learn that stuff from him because he's really fluid. I want to say this. I want to say this on the podcast and put someone over real quick. Do you want to put? You want to say your comment first, real quick? With what I, you know, TJ obviously incredible. Here's the problem: it takes two to tango, or something like that. Yeah, tango and cash. So I like that movie. Good job. It's uh, you know, TJ can is fantastic, but he's got to have somebody with him that can somewhat equally do it because I've seen I've seen matches with TJ him on the indies trying to do that and it falls flat you can learn it all you want but if the person you're doing the stuff with doesn't know what they're doing it's gonna look bad yeah um, anyways go ahead Deb. so I was telling this to Adam um, I don't even we, we we got on a massive tangent I wish it was on the podcast last week we we're talking about British wrestling and how I think British wrestling it's it's so it's so beautiful right everyone yes. wants to go to Japan um, and Japan's an amazing place. Japan is beautiful. The venues are awesome. The fans are, you know, some of my favorite in the world. On the opposite end of the spectrum, you have the British wrestling fans who are very rowdy and mm-hmm. are very much like they are for their soccer games, their football games, whatever, uh, where they're chanting. You know, they're do- they're throwing real chants around during the match. Um, they're very appreciative. They're they're you know on their feet. Um, they do streamers and shit there too, obviously. But I think. The, the thing that separates British wrestling from anything else in the world are the venues. The venues are so fucking beautiful, man. When you see some of these places they're wrestling, um, R- Royal Albert Hall is one where they held, uh, I think they held an NXT there, but I think Progress. Your and, call is really good too. Rev Pro runs a lot of shows the, there. Rev Pro is very one. good building. Phenomenal. Like old built. They've been around for, you know, for 200, 300 years. They've got the big old, uh, can, what are those things called that hang? Canopy? No, 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 not the canopies. Uh, the, not a, I was going to say candelabra. Chandeliers, chandeliers that hang down. I mean, they're gorgeous. These places were ballrooms and whatnot, and they're they're fucking amazing. Um, their setup is great. The fans are great. But um, we started talking about this, British wrestling. I guess Adam didn't know I was such a fan of it. Talked about training with TJ. What I wanted to bring up was, if you like that, this was a shock to me, um, was training with B-Boy at mm-hmm. Level Up. He's fantastic, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking to train, if you want to be a wrestler here in San Diego, Level Up Pro Wrestling is where Mike and I train. Uh, we're, I train promo classes there. I was before uh, you know COVID started. I'll be going back. Mike's trains there still. Uh, Dom Dominic Mysterio trains there as well. Um, B Boy is a phenomenal fucking wrestler. Yes, and the kind of stuff that we're talking about that TJ does. B-Boy does that shit. Mm-hmm. You might not see it in his matches, but there's been times when I'm there, he's like, hey, Deb, I think you'll really like this. And he pulls some shit out of his ass. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I told you that doesn't surprise me. Because, right, right, right. Because of the people, not only the way he wrestles, but the people he was around during the mid-2000s, like the wrestlers he was around, they were all really yeah. good at it. Guys like Alex Shelley, guys like Chris Hero. He was around all these guys. What are you laughing, laughing at? <laughs> You ever heard of Alex Kelly? <laughs> oh God! You know, uh, you know Alex Kelly. <laughs> Never mind. I'll tell you about Is that it. an inside I'll joke? Okay. Inside I, I think joke. I've told you it before. I, actually, I think uh, Matt Twisted will understand that one. You know, uh, Alex Kelly. <laughs> uh, hopefully, you like that, uh, Todd. Anyway, um, yeah, B Boy. If you like that British style wrestling, you want to learn it. B Boy knows it. B Boy knows how to get down with legitimate hold to hold legitimate wrestling and um you know that was my biggest takeaway you know when i started training at level up was like oh my god i did not expect to learn that 
from b-boy because i hadn't seen him do it i've seen you know he's very strong style in his matches yeah. and hard you know he's everyone knows him from pwg and he's wrestled all over the all over the u.s and um that's what i know him for anyway and even even though we're friendly and friends and we've hung out after shows and had beers and stuff i had never seen that in the ring from him and when he showed it to me i was blown away so if you like that stuff if you're looking for a place to wrestle uh, or learn to wrestle, level up as your place, and, and B-Boy's your guy. Well, here's the thing, uh, and yeah, I agree with everything you just said about B-Boy. Like, that's kind of the main reason why I started training at Level Up is because I needed somebody of that caliber to kind of show me, like, hey, man, because uh, I think even at, like, one point, uh, one, one point Tommy Wilson even said, like, I've, I've shown you everything I know, you know? And I think that that can happen with trainers, right? Like, Tommy basically said, like, I've shown you. I'd, I'd trained with Tommy for three-plus years, and he was just kind of like, I, I've shown you everything I, c- I can show you. Um, so it's it's nice to move on and, and, and find somebody else to kind of show you new stuff. Here's the thing that I, I try to put into people's heads because, you know, obviously uh, Benny's very good at the, uh, you know, the, the grappling right. uh, part of, of professional wrestling. But here, here and you, you don't see it too much on the shows as far as what we've seen during practice. Right. You know, the stuff that Benny knows. Here's here's my biggest thing. Would Benny's character do that? No. See, that's no, the thing. Not, yeah. I, when I'm talking to a lot of newer kids, you know, they want to do this stuff. And I go, would your character, does, does that match your character? Does that match your character? And, would and, your character do that? And now look, there's some guys where... They go, fuck it. It is my character now, and it mm-hmm. works for them. And they go, you know what? I do it now. And they, they just do it, and it works. And then I've seen that plenty of times where I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then I see it time and time again. I'm like, okay. Then at some point, you associate that with their character. I used to do an elbow drop from the top rope. I would never do that today. What kind of paychecks are you getting back then? Same as now, brother. Devin Sparks <laughs> doing off the top rope I stuff? have. Dude, I was like, oh, this is sick. I like doing this. This is fun. It looks good. I have no interest in doing it now. I can do it. <laughs> like, you, like, uh... You know, suicide dives to the outside. That's fine. How show like you know, little shit. I can do those things. I have no interest in doing them. Uh, elbow drops from the top. No interest in doing it. I can do it. Does it? Will it ever make sense to do? Sure, we can find a spot where it makes sense to finally. I can't put someone away. Yeah, and eventually do it. Um, for me, why? I, yeah. I ha- it doesn't work for. I mean, you know what I mean. But there's someone that could be in my exact same position, literally the exact same position, and go, "Ah, oh, I'll do it every match. It's my finisher now." I'm like, okay, do it. That's fine. Do it. Mm-hmm. Do that as your finisher. Yeah. For me, it just doesn't make sense to do. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's also with, um, you know, I, I trained in lucha, and in, in Southern California, lucha is very heavy, right? You right. Got a very lucha influence on the on the indie independent wrestling, and I don't use lucha in my matches because I look at it like do I look like I'd be doing lucha you know I'll save that for the masked wrestlers right for the the, the younger kid the, the the smaller kids bullshit I'm calling bullshit right here I gotta call bullshit Adam okay, I gotta go cut in and call bullshit here we go go ahead Def. Uh Mike and I wrestled a couple uh, luchadors right before everything shut down it was our last match before everything shut down mm-hmm. talk on two, it two masked guys go ahead and uh, you know we're going over shit Mike goes hey uh you mind if we wrestle American style? I mean, I could do the left. I could do the other way if you want, but you might be like, no, we're used to it. We'll do American style. That's all you got to bring? That's all I, I just wanted to you say. Thought, it sounded like he was bringing something. I thought he was going to say, Mike doesn't thunder, know Lucha. Right? No, no, no. Like you know Lucha. Thunder. But you're like, I could do it with the mask guys. And I'm like, ah, I got a story. A quick story. No, I said I would leave it for the mask guys. Oh, okay. That's fine. This yeah, guy I just thought, he just made it sound like he was going to bring the thunder. 
I just got you, bro. I just got you canceled. <laughs> no, and when we're talking about American style, <laughs> I know. I, know. Lucha, I thought you were gonna right? bury him. I was no, like, no, no. So I'll never bury this so guy. So American style, you lock up. Here's my paycheck. You lock up with your left arm on the collarbone. Right, right. Lucha, it's reversed. Right. So on the lockup, you you reverse. It's just. So the thing is, if I'm working with two cats from Mexico that are luchadors, I'm gonna say, hey, on the lock, you know, on the lockup, which way do you want to go, American style or lucha? Right. Um, and also everything on lucha. All the chains at that point would lucha be lucha is on the right, right. Whereas American is on the uh, is on the left. But also everything they did lucha, I based for, and that's the thing. I I I I, I am very happy that I learned how to how to. Uh, work luchas because right. if I'm not going to do the moves, I at least know how I got to know how to base for these guys that are doing lucha moves. So my second and third year in wrestling were exclusively lucha training. Every weekend really? was training lucha. So I trained with uh, so-called crazy. Yep, my and trainer. Then, and then whoever came up from Tijuana, uh, and it was sometimes it was two, three, four guys up in Escondido for LLII. Uh, they had a ring in their in their backyard where they were training guys. Um, and dude, some of these names were fucking, you know, big names that I was excited to be in the ring with. Mm-hmm. I used to watch CMLL and AAA and all that back in the day. Um, anyway, my NPA is over here laughing. What's up? I'm laughing because I'm thinking of when uh, so-called crazy used to do the new wave training, and everybody would always skip his day of training. Oh yeah, because they knew what we were gonna do. It was gonna be all cardio and all like basing and like yeah, neck yeah. bridges and shit, and everybody yeah. would just be like. Oh, you know what? I gotta work. Uh, uh, <laughs> I got yeah, called in. I'm not feeling good. Uh, <laughs> Nestor, blow you up. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, I you know I did that for two years straight. That's all I did. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like you know when you're in high school and they go, listen, um, you know you gotta have two years of language. You can do German or you can do Spanish, but just know this: even though you only need two years to graduate. When you're done, you should continue it because if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's me. I did two years of lucha exclusively. Wrestled almost ninety percent of my shows in those two years were lucha shows, and couldn't tell you shit. Really? I mean, I'm talking not just regular lucha. I mean, I can do all the switch it up and do the right-handed stuff. Do the right-handed lockups. I could roll right-handed. I could base right-hand and all that good stuff. Um, but a lot of lucha too is hold to hold. It's hold to hold lucha. It's you know it's uh you know different uh, you know cradles and whatnot. And that shit I completely forgot. Really? Yeah. I uh, I still kids kids I, really good at. I, it. I mean I haven't trained lucha in a while. Um, you know when I was when I was training at SoCal Pro, one night was with Tommy Wilson, and that was like straight up pro wrestling, like WWE style wrestling, right? And then, uh, then, you know, one night would be with uh, SoCal Crazy, and that was straight Lucha night. And then the other nights would be with, like, uh, Andrew from Anchors Away or... Um, um, why am I forgetting his fucking name right now? Trevor? Trevor. Trevor from Anchors Away. And they, that would be more tag team and also psychology, right? So I, I, I really kept... Uh, you know the uh, the basics as far as lucha wise, like basing people and all that kind of stuff. I've been able to to to, to hold to hold on to that. Um, I I got to do a couple just like lucha matches, and uh, man, they're 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 they'll blow you up. You got to have your cardio ready ready to go on those nights. How do you feel about the lucha overhand chop? I don't like 
any overhand chop unless your name is Big Show. You never wrestled Big Show. No, but I'm like I feel like an overhand chop should be from a big man. That's true. Um, there's someone I was gonna say about it, and then I forgot because there's someone tearing down a wall in the other room. It's my wife. She just got home. Okay. <laughs> the fans can't hear. You're lucky, though. man. Definitely what else sounds we got? Like a crazy person just talking about stuff no one can hear. Oh, it sounds like someone took down an entire wall. You're talking about Big Show. It sounds like someone speared him through a wall. Um, I can't. Fuck, there was something I was going to say. I can't remember now. I'll have to All come right. back to it. Let's move on to uh, questions. How about that? We got any questions? Yes, we do. All we right. actually got a couple of new ones that I got texted to me by Rick Ellis. Oh, I remember now. Okay, go I'm ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to do this now, okay? Um, it's Tuesday. You know what's on Tuesday? It's Primetime Live. Yes. Listen. Mike and I, this whole podcast started with us doing our shows. We're talking about the weekend, what we got coming up, who we wrestled, you know, backstage stories, road stories, um, what's coming up next, right? We got two shows coming up at the end of this month, maybe one coming up in the end at the beginning of uh, November. Um, You know, there's a show that runs every Tuesday. It's called Primetime Live, boys. Boys and girls, if you want to see the Hogsman on Primetime Live, do me a favor. Follow us at Hogsman Pod. Follow me at Devin Sparks. Mike, what's yours again? I fucked it up last time. Uh, Instagram, Mike underscore Camden. Twitter, Mike Camden 82. Listen. At. Yeah. At Primetime Live. At United Wrestling. At Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Tell them that you want the Hogsman on Primetime Live. Tell them that you want the Hogsman on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. If you want more stories about what happens backstage, on the road, who we're wrestling... Um, you know stuff like that instead of us sitting in a in a room here discussing what's coming up and uh, what's going on in the world let's let's get this shit happening let's go all right there's wrestling to be had that's all I'm saying there you go all right so we'll start it off with some questions I just got texted to me while we were recording the podcast Was this is from Derek this is from Danny Rick Ellis oh cool Ellis uh, Devin's ex girlfriend Devin's ex girlfriend <laughs> uh, ask him how his knee is what nothing go ahead. Why don't you get him on? Ask him yourself. We can have an episode that's entirely the ex-girlfriend and the new girlfriend of Devin this Sparks. Is, this is disgusting. Let's go. Uh, what's the biggest takeaway from your best match? Uh, that re- that would require having a best match. <laughs> uh, like, like what uh, did I learn? Well, his next question is, so this is kind of the same thing. The one thing you learned from a match you worked against a name. So presuming that your best match was against so the my, name. So I'll do mine. Um, I don't. Know, I think it was pre-pod we were talking about. We are talking about TNA and guys signed to TNA and how Adam's going to get the Hogsman on TNA because he's tight with the Good Brothers. But um, and uh, Talking Shop of Mania too. Talking Shop of Mania, yeah. Fight TV. And and Eddie Edwards. Uh, he's good friends with Eddie Edwards. I wrestled Eddie at um, wrestling, uh, West Coast Wrestling Company a long time ago. 2010. When, that's fucking way too long ago. God damn it. I should stop talking about that. Anyway, I never wrestled Eddie. <laughs> oh, but uh, I was I was a West Coast Heavyweight Champion at the time. He was the Ring of Honor uh, Champion at the time, and came in. And um, one thing is just that you know all those years of training and everything you do every week and everything leading up to a match, <clears throat> despite who you're going up against, it's a great test. You learn a lot just from being in the ring. Not you might take away like holy shit, I learned how to do this move, or I learned how to sell this way, or I learned. Um, you know, that I can base for this. But I learned that I could go that day. It was like, oh, I learned I could fucking go. I went toe-to-toe with, at the time, to me, when you look at all the wrestlers in the world who are holding world titles, I was like, 
Eddie Edwards is like the real world champion at this point. If you had to put the, all these guys in a line, that's the world. That's the real world champion right there. Um, so for me, it was like, holy shit, I just went toe to toe with who I consider to be the best in the world as far as these world champions are concerned. And cool, I'm going to take that and use that everywhere I go now. And that was, it, you know, you just gain some confidence from that and like, oh, I'm on the right path. Everything I'm doing has a purpose, has a reason, and it's working. Yeah, uh, I don't know if there's like a specific thing that I've learned. You know, obviously every match you learn something, right? And if I was going to try and break it down to like one exact thing, I don't fucking know which one it is. How long into your career did you work your first like name? It depends. on A a name is like to who? Well, he worked me at Championship Wrestling from Arizona, and I want to say it was 2017. So that's probably the first. And then I realized this guy's been wrestling a decade longer than me, and I'm better than him. Just anyone who'd ever been like on TV or Um, whatever. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've I've wrestled uh, Gangrel on TV. I wrestled uh, Matt Stryker on TV. Uh, I've wrestled uh, newer indie stars like uh, like Deppin, Tony Deppin. I've wrestled uh, guys like Jimmy Jacobs. And the one thing I learned when shout out to Zealot for making that happen. Yeah, he had some good opponents there. When you when you wrestle these guys and you're in there with them and you and you hang with them and you go, I'm I, I can hang with these guys. There's no gap. There's no serious gap between me and these guys that's what i that's kind of what i think um now if i was brand spanking new and i was a just a year in yeah there'd be a huge gap but i feel like uh put me in front you know after wrestling guys like with those kind of names afterwards you go i I can i can wrestle anybody i i don't care like in the end we're both just people trying to work a match and work together and we have to agree on this stuff, right? It's not like anybody's going to go in there and start shooting on each other and you go, I couldn't, I couldn't beat him, man. I don't know what happened. <laughs> you know, we are working Except together for and we're trying to, 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 to tell a story and take my strengths, take their strength and put it together and let's see what we got. It brings so. out some of your creativity too, I think, yeah. in, in my opinion. Um, you talk about like when you're brand new, like, well, when I wrestled, so I wrestled the Bucks uh, with Rick and for me, like, it was only maybe a year and a half between the Bucks and Eddie. It was like 2008 you wrestled the Bucks. Okay, I think? so it's maybe two years between the Bucks and Eddie. I don't know why I know your career more. In, than in, between, in between the Bucks, because I've had some concussions. Between the Bucks and Eddie, <laughs> um, like you know, when I was in there with the Bucks, for me, it was I felt way more green, way more like, okay, you take over, like you do your thing. I'll just follow what you're doing. And you know, with Eddie at the time, it was like, oh wow, I'm way more in control. I can go. I can do this. I'm, I'm remembering what's you know what's next and where I'm going with this. You have a feel for the crowd. You know when to wait. Your timing is better. And then only get, you know, obviously from that it goes, it's, fuck, it's been 10 years since then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you learn from that. But, you know, again, I was too green when I wrestled the Bucks. Was I don't think I was when I wrestled Eddie, so. I don't think so. I don't, I don't know if that answers the question, what we just said, but hey, I mean, it's, it, it led to a conversation, which is what these questions are really yeah, for. That's the truth. Uh, let's see. Uh, this one you might not have a direct answer for, but uh, are there any? The question is top two guys they want to work in the next year or two. So since you guys are a team, let's. Are there any teams that you are looking forward to possibly being in the ring with in the next couple of years? No, I just want to. I just you just want to get back to normal. I right? just want to work. How about Mecha Wolf and Insane Clown? Yeah, yeah, I'll work with them. <laughs> uh, well, let me fucking figure this out then. Yeah. Guys that I want to work in the next year as a tag team. 
Hmm. Yeah, you know, like people make like lists. Like, yeah. oh, I want to work this person. I work with. Man, put me in the goddamn match. Put, I don't care, man. You're put, a one day at a time type of guy, right? Put me in there with a goddamn student. I don't care. I, oh, no, I want to work four minutes of heat. We've talked about working there. Yeah. I'll we almost them. had a match with them over the summer. I want to work four minutes well, of heat. We did have a match with them. Uh, oh, it was we have a numbers a, game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to work four minutes. So, so four minutes of heat in, in uh, um, Rockness are the two that I want to work. All right. We, and we, again, we almost had something set up with them. So that could be coming up real soon. So four minutes of heat and rockness. That's what I got. There you go. Eddie, uh, I'm not sorry. Uh, Devin answered your question. Okay. All right. Uh, question from Instagram, and this is from Matt. Twisted. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Shane McMahon versus Kurt Angle street fight at the 2001 King of the Ring? I don't have any thoughts on it. <laughs> is that the one where uh, Shane was supposed to be, but? Uh, go through some glass. Yeah, and the glass didn't break because they got the wrong glass. Uh, that looked like it hurt when he didn't go through the first time, and then Angle had to muscle him through to put him through it the second time. That's my only thoughts. I don't. I don't. I, like, yeah, I don't know. I've got zero thoughts on that match. I'm sorry, man. I, it, Todd, I wish I did. It's just, yeah, same thing. Sucked. He fell on his head. <laughs> okay. I wish I knew that ahead of time. I would have looked at the match and then I would have had some thoughts. I mean, you've seen the match. I'm it's sure. been a long time. It's it's been probably that pay per view since I've seen that match. Yeah, I don't think that's a match you like go back and kind of be like, you got to watch this. I don't know. Do you? I, I, uh, it's a match. I, I mean, it's a match I think about. Let's go back and watch. I it. love Shane, Shane McMahon. Obviously, he's like the nicest guy in the world. Like he'll even say hi to like all the extras and like introduce himself. And also, you that know, being said, I try not to study his work. And yeah, exactly. He's not a he's not a wrestler. He uh, he is a kind of a stunt man, I guess you would say, right? But Good on him. The guy obviously doesn't need to get in the ring. You know, he, he doesn't need to sacrifice his body and, and 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 injuring himself. But he does it, man. And, and he has a great eye for talent. And like, that's look, why he's uh, respected. He's one. That's why he's respected. The guy does crazy shit. And hey, man, that's cool. Like I appreciate him doing that. And he bought WCW. The name. That's says right. McMahon, but it's Shane McMahon, which was and he was the leader swerve. of the uh, the what is it the uh, what was his group back in the day? Oh, mean Street the Posse. Mean Street the Mean Posse. Street Posse. That shit was sick, dude. The Mean Street Posse. I, I did also hear that during that period where he was like on TV wrestling a lot, he would like legitimately travel like on the road with the boys. Like, yeah, I mean, he kind of should, right? I, well, he I doesn't was, have to. Yeah, who would he travel with? His dad, like Edge and Christian, I think. No, I said, who should he travel with? Like, I mean, no, no, no. Like, I'm saying he like would like legit like he didn't have to. He could just show up whenever he wanted. I'm saying he would like go on the road, do the drives and stuff like that. Like, I think like I heard like a interview with him where like Shane said like Vince would didn't give him the easy pass. Yeah, he was like on Ring Crew like oh, yeah. when he first started. He was just yeah. like a ref. That's like, the, yeah. that's yeah. the ultimate. 90s, my dad's the coach. Like, who's that pitcher? Oh, his dad's the coach. But I think <laughs> I think. You know, and you've seen it before. Like he, he introduces himself. Oh, one hundred percent. Stephanie is also very nice. By the way, those kids were raised right. By the way, Shane's a huge guy. He's a big guy. He's a tall motherfucker. Like he has the height of a wrestler. Like you know, from especially Vince's day and age. Like he has the height of a wrestler. He's a big dude. So when you see him in there and he's wearing that big ass jersey, like it's not form fitting at all. But the guy's big. He, he if he size. wanted to be a wrestler. I mean, he probably could have 
done okay. I mean, he's more jacked now than what he was back in like 2001. Well, for like sure. Now but he's like big and muscular. I'm sure he was big back then too, but. Anyways, uh, shout out to Shane McMahon. I'm sure he listens. Thanks for listening to the podcast, bro. Big fan of the podcast. Uh, this is from P-D-S-K-E-E-V-Z. Is that? Um, PD from Level Up? What's his, what's his ring name? I will look Rebel Storm. It. It Rebel Storm. It is PD Salas. That's the Rebel Storm. That's the Rebel Storm. He's a, he's a uh, student at Level Up. Uh, <laughs> what are you come- laughing at? Because you brought him up earlier, right? Oh, yeah. Is that the same person? Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, that wasn't on the podcast. Hey, Hogs. Longtime listener, first time messenger. First of all, you don't ever start off with Hey, Hogs. Keep going. If you had to come up with a new match, unique stipulation, what would it be and why? Bonus points for a new tag match stipulation. What's our next question? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I have no creativity, so I don't think I could come up with a, oh, God. a, a match like that. Okay. Uh, loser blows the winners. <laughs> so that that's doesn't. About, I mean, who in the back is going to agree to, <laughs> to to doing the job when that's a stipulation? I don't have a stipulation match. You can't come at us with that. Uh, loser has to ride a roller coaster, like a scary roller coaster, not a good roller coaster. That's <laughs> the weakest shit ever. That's what I said. That's supposed to be weak. All right, move on. Next question. That's it. Wait, did we have one more question? Uh, oh, cool! You're trying to trying to take questions to away from us. me. Okay, no, what cool. other question? Uh, there, are there was no a other DM questions. we had. A D- oh, you want me to read that one? Okay. This fucking guy. Hey, I didn't know if you wanted me to read it. I told you you could. All right. So, <laughs> this is from Gabe on Instagram. He messaged this last Wednesday. Good afternoon. I wanted to send in some questions about Camden and Freeman's no DQ match from Level Up Showcase Gauntlet. Just like who thought the match up or what inspired them to do the match the way they did. Stuff like that. Forgot to send it in, but then caught a match watch along with Jericho and Storm from Talk is Jericho and thought I'd pitch this idea instead. Assuming Hunter is available, wanted to pitch the idea of a podcast extra episode where Hunter and Camden do a match watch along where they watch the match and talk about things as they see fit. If you guys use the idea, great. If not, all good too, but wanted to at least pitch it. I'm interested in hearing about the match if they think it's worth talking about. Thanks for the read and any consideration. Have a great day. Uh, I would be interested. In, I, I would 100% be uh, for doing a watch along. Uh, if, if Hunter can finally show up to the podcast again. Uh, that match came from Hunter and I, when we would train together... Uh, let's say it was just like Hunter and I and another person. Um, and like towards the end of the night, we, and out of the blue, actually him and I started doing a match, a call it in the ring match as a, as a, a training. And all of a sudden I think I kicked him in the dick and I think he responded back with it. And this is a work, a work kick to the dick. Uh, and then all of a sudden it was just like, Hey, let's just see how many, how many dick kicks or like, shots to the dick we can get in and and be creative about it right so hunter and i went for like a while just trading like different ways of getting hit in the nuts um and then the next training session i go hey let's do it let's do a dick match again so we once again just started trading trading shots nothing else we couldn't do anything else we couldn't do any uh 
arm ringers, no headlocks, no body slams, no nothing. Every move you did had to be a shot to the balls. So we, uh, and it was great because, so you have one body part, right? You have one body part and you have to be as creative as possible to, to make it entertaining, right? Because obviously if, I, if we were just kicking each other in the balls back and forth, it probably would get really old really quick. But if we were doing it in certain um, circumstances or, you know, if I'm countering a move and all that kind of stuff, we would, uh, you know, it was just a creativity drill. That's all it was, was us trying to be creative. creative. Um, and then the kids, uh, the students, anybody that was present would get a kick out of it. They'd think it was pretty funny. And then all of a sudden, Benny um, caught wind that we were doing this during training. And he hit me up and he goes, hey, do you and Hunter want to do that match for a level up pro show, like a student show? And I go, fuck yeah, let's do it. It'll be fun. Because it's a really easy match. Now, at any point in the match, do you guys do a real ball tap? Uh, during the actual match? Yeah. I'll get to that. Okay. Um, I've seen it. I just don't remember. So we, uh, we, I was like, yeah, let's do this match, man. That'll be a lot of fun to do um, in front of a crowd. And so, yeah, we, we, uh, we thought up the match. It was really easy, kind of. We just took all the, like, really gimmicky shit and all, like, you know, whatever. And uh, I went into that match thinking, like, okay, we're going to get kicked in the dick. Like, a couple we're times. Gonna, we're going to get kicked in the balls. You're going to get a ball shot. It's going to hurt. Um, it's almost like if somebody's throwing a punch at you, you understand, like, maybe one might contact like you know make a gonna get hit in the jaw you might get you might get you know a little uh, a stiff shot so him and i went into the match being like okay we we might get kicked in the balls the whole match didn't feel a thing hunter i didn't i and and same with hunter i didn't i didn't connect hard at all the whole match um what was your question again but oh, any dick taps? No, like an actual ball tap. No, a real ball tap. Didn't get, didn't get a solid one to the nuts the whole match. Because we, how good we went of, over twenty minutes? Because how good of that is for a, you went twenty minutes with the ball shit? I think we went about twenty minutes. God, this is why I don't watch wrestling anymore. Says every wrestling fan on the internet. Yeah, I, I just saw someone talk shit about a uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, fucking looks like a vampire. Vampiro? No. Gangrel, the East Coast guy. I, I had to cut a promo on him for Promo Mania. Danhausen. Oh, Danhausen. Um, he 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 did his like da na da na na na, and someone like said some shit about how he, he must miss the boat on wrestling because like this shit is he doesn't recognize it anymore because huh. it's com- the comedy spots, right? Yeah. Anyway, you can make money doing that. Yeah. Funny equals money. Um, but anyways, I actually I I was kind of disappointed afterwards. I go, God, that probably would have been a better match in front of a Ground Zero show. Or ground ground zero fans like a bigger audience rather than just at the school in front of I don't know and actually that night there was probably like I don't know forty people there at the most but I think it would have gotten really over in front of a bigger audience and on a bigger show and I wish it would have happened but ah eh, you know shit happens so how if you want to watch the match it's on YouTube what do you think about a ball tap as a uh, as like starting your heat. Like Tore you're ending a it? just a regular ball tap. Like like I'm not talking about like a, a dick kick. I'm talking about like your friend. You're fucking around with your friends in high school. You're all wearing your backpacks. And you hit them with a real hard, like it's just a snap ball tap. No, I've done it. You have? Yeah, I've, I did it up at WCWC as a cutoff into the heat with uh, Hammerstone. Did it go over? Uh, did it get over? 
I don't know if it got over, but I, it wasn't looking to be a huge spot in the match. I know, it, it but every turning if point. you're a guy, you know, dude, just a, like a ball tap like that, a quick heart oh, so fucking bad. Well, uh, I remember uh, Baby Hebner Brian was uh, the ref, and yeah, we distracted him somehow, and then I, I I tapped hammer in the dick, and if any guy knows, a tap to the dick is like one of those like you cover up, you take your you take your hands and you cover up your balls, so it oh leaves yeah, your, it leaves your face open. So you, I think I punched Hammer immediately afterwards. Um, but I remember uh, Hebner in the back was like, yeah, there was too many uh, too many uh, um, groin shots during the during the show. Like the whole, uh, not yeah. just our match, the entire yeah. show, there was too many groin shots, which understandable. And, I, and obviously we didn't communicate with the match before us or the match behind, you know, after us. We just thought it was a ball tap and it'd be funny. So, um, and legit because obviously like, you know, so I saw this at a show in Iowa. Um, I was wrestling on a show in Iowa, and I think I was tagging with Tyler Bateman. And we thought it was ridiculous at the time. There was a board, like a whiteboard, um, where people wrote things like, Oh, you can't do this move, you can't mm-hmm. do this. So it was like up there, I'm doing this move, this move, and it was like checked out, like, you can't fucking do that move. It was if it's on, there was a like a list that was like, You can't do any of these moves on the show and then there was another list that was like these moves are being done so check this if you're planning on doing it you can't do it because it's on this list and then there was another guy who yelled at another guy on the show because they both had mustaches and told him he was more over than the other guy and he had to shave his mustache (laughs) this is a real (laughs) argument that happened in the locker room (laughs) Um, if that happened to me today I'd stand my fucking ground it's not Uh happening Um, but uh, yeah dude uh, it's kind of interesting like I thought it was fucking ridiculous at the time, but I do see some value to that. No, I've, um, I've been to shows where they do that, where they yeah. have a list of saying like, "Hey, this is this person's, you know, right. uh, big move." Or I think it said slam. the match that it was in as well. So if it happened like the first match, I don't know if it could happen in the finale. As, in the- I think it's good too, man. It uh, it it helps, you know, the show as far as, hey, man, you can't be doing the exact same shit match after match. You know, as far right. as wrestlers, not everyone can do a super kick. Exactly, um, and actually, I, we're looking I, at you, Andy Brown. Jesus I, Christ, bro! I think promoters or Fuck bookers, Andy Brown. sorry, go ahead, need to take more initiative in doing that. Yeah, and saying, "Hey, first match, you're going six minutes. Keep it in the ring. No fucking dives. No fucking false finishes. You get a, a finish, right? And work from there. Maybe." After an emission, now you start introducing dives, or you start introducing uh, more death-defying, you know, moves. I guess you would say. I saw someone on Twitter this weekend who was mentioning that the locker room needs to take more ownership over the entire show. Things yes. that happen on the show, even down to production. Yes. And I thought that was kind of. You think so? I think so. With production as well. Production is in how they were talking about like um, shows needed better announcing, better um, uh, better PA systems. I agree. Shows needed uh, you know commentators so that they could get the guys over. I agree. You think so? You need people that are live commentary sucks. Commentary live it, commentary sucks. Live. I'm not down with live commentary, but that's what they're talking over about. the PA system. Yeah, but if you have two guys that. You know, or a guy or whoever doing it well, hey, that works. I'm cool with that. If you have people that are professionals, like uh, 
there's two cats, um, Christian Cole and Blake Chadwick, fantastic commentators for TV. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a very good job at at in ring uh, the the play by play, right? But when a when a promoter goes in the back and goes, "Hey, I need a guy to do the commentary," one of the wrestlers, it's a bad sign because you're probably going to get like not good commentary. Yeah, it depends. Um, it depends on who's going to take the take the role of commentary. But yeah. yes, um, and then you got to have a good PA system. Yeah, and I've been on shows where the commentator was trying to put themselves over during yes. the match, and it's like that's really fucking annoying. Like you're in the match and you're trying to focus on what's going on. You're trying to win over the crowd, and you're hearing the crowd laugh at shit that the commentator's saying about themselves and talking about their gimmick, and you're like, Jesus Christ, yeah. bro, are you kidding or me? Or when you have three, two or three uh, heel commentators. Oh, that's how you have to do it. And it's just like, motherfucker, you ain't Jerry Lawler. Yeah. Like, get the fuck I don't think Indy should have a heel commentator. No. No. Um, but I do I also I do think that the re- the wrestlers, the boys in the back, new, need to start looking at the show as being more important than just their match. Right? Because if we're wrestlers in the back and we just care about our match, all I care about is my match, my 10 minutes, my 12 minutes. I'm taking away something from the fans because what we should be doing is what do the fans want to see? Because they're the ones fucking watching this shit. They're the ones paying for the tickets, right? I got to say, you know what? We're f- I- I'm in the first match. I We have to stay in the ring and gradually build this, this show up for the main event and leave whatever we can for the main event to really send this crowd home happy, right, and entertained. A lot of these shows... And I know it's not going to be like a popular opinion, but we all fucking see it in the back. The crowd is dead by the main event because they've already seen everything. When your first match has had a dive, two dives, three dives, four false finishes, uh, a dusty finish. um, What else? A double down, a strike off. What the fuck are you leaving for the rest of the card? You know, what do you think about that, Adam? I agree. I mean, Forever, I've always thought that the idea of uh, the board, like you said, the yeah. board with the stuff is a good idea. Um, what's some other stuff you just mentioned that, you, that you're talking no, about? I'm just, oh, I'm, they I'm, see I'm, everything I'm, I'm, during the course of a show. Like the only time I've like I've been to PWG shows where even though the main event was still awesome, by the end I was a just exhausted. Oh, yeah, me too. As a person, but it, these, I mean, these shows also ended at one in the morning, so that. But let, to do let's with say it. you go to a show, right? And there's the next Ricochet, whoever Ricochet, whoever the next Ricochet is, right? Let's say you go to a show, and that's the next Ricochet. They have that talent, they have that ability. Everything looks clean, everything looks crisp, right? And they're on the card, and they know what they're capable of, and they go, "Oh fuck, this is my opportunity to show the promoter what I have." Like, I have to do... They gave me 10. Holy fuck, they gave me 10. That's sick. I got to do everything. What do you What do you say to that? I would say... That's... No real gimmick, right? They don't have a gimmick. They don't have... They can't talk on the mic, but my God, are they crisp. If that's, they're fucking if that's what they excel at, then you can't... T- I don't like the idea of telling someone to tone themselves down for the sake of other people. But on the everyone show. But, thinks they're that good. But I also agree with Mike that you sometimes hinder the rest of the show if you see 50 million things like you can cut out a dive or two there you don't was need a, to do seven dives you can do two i'm not going to mention names i'm not going to mention the promotion there was a show that mike and i were at 
where the first match went probably 20 minutes, went well past their assigned time, did absolutely fucking everything. Dives, kicking out at one out of crazy fucking moves. Um, they had false finishes. They had a strike off. They did shit from the top. They did multiple things from the top rope, multiple dives to the outside. And Mike and I, first Mike and I were watching and we were like kind of getting heated. We're like, Jesus Christ, guys, like leave something for the rest of the show. Next thing you know, you got another guy behind us saying, holy shit, are they still doing, oh my God, why are they doing that? Then you look behind us again, two minutes later, there's three, four, five, six guys in the locker room that are like, dude, what the fuck is happening? Like, first of all, they were supposed to be off seven minutes ago. And like, this is the kind of shit they're doing in the first match. It sucks. It's tough because some of these guys, they might be the next Ricochet. I don't know who the fuck the next Ricochet is. You know, there's been guys that I thought like, dude, they're doing way too much. And you know, you see later they're signed, they're doing really well for themselves. It's like, what the fuck do I know? Just, you know, but then you'll see stuff where guys will do that. And that will actually turn off the promoter to that wrestler right. because it's like, what are you doing? Like you're killing the crowd by doing all this stuff. Like if you watch like old ROH and even anything Gabe Sapolsky's ever done, like his shows are always like a crescendo they build. And that's part of the way he likes to book shows and he's in WWE now. So it, he obviously did something right, you know, but I, I mean, you know, I agree with what Mike's saying. Do you remember the show I'm talking about? I think I, I think I remember. And I think I ended up mentioning something to one of the wrestlers. I actually said something. Oh, you did? I think so. If we're, we're talking about the same. I know you mentioned to the promoter. I know. I, I I ended up the one of the wrestlers in that match. He came up and talked to me about the match. Like asked me how how it was, and I I I, I had to get a little bit serious. Oh, I remember. They were confused. They're like, really? Yeah. You guys, um, you guys don't have to mention su- names, but have you guys ever wrestled as a team or by yourself? Someone where you were like basically had to tone down their idea. 100 Like, they've had a match, and they were like, I want to do all this and yes. that. And you're like, so I'm going to tone this down. So many fucking times. And that's why I, I think I said this last time, where I was like, I feel bad being that guy. Like, I feel bad being the person. Like, I know you want to do this. I know you want to go. I want to do this shit. But it's like, that doesn't make sense. That's fucking crazy. We can do this move and get the same reaction. You know what I mean? But it's one of those things where I think we've said this to the students. Like, you can give all the advice in the world. You can say anything you want to say. There could you could be backed by ninety percent of the community, right? But a year from now, we might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Six months from now, we might be wrong. The shit we're saying now, we might be wrong, even though it might be the majority think the majority of trainers may think the same way we do at this moment in time. A month from now, we might be proven very wrong about certain shit. So it's it's tough. Uh, I think I don't know if I've ever had to like. I probably have been put in that situation. I can't think of like too many where it was like really like bad. Um, it always just comes down to like talking about it, talking it out and making it sound like it's their idea, even though you totally switched it around. Uh, there was like uh, a couple times where I've like the, the person I've wrestling, uh, I, I'm, I'm working with their idea. They're trying to overcomplicate. And when you do that, it becomes, it starts to become look really fake. Yeah. And um, I was like, listen, man, the more, the more complicated you make this, the more fake it looks. How about we just do this? And you, you know, we still do what you want to yeah. do, but it's uh, it just looks a little bit more realistic. That I'd say is probably one of my biggest problems as a fan watching is there are just sometimes when you can tell that stuff's happening and it just looks too fake. Like, I know what it is. I know what I'm watching when I watch wrestling, yeah. but I don't need to have it more shoved in my face that this is all like a yeah, like an act or like, you know. Yeah. And so going back to like the if you if, if, if a promoter lets wrestlers walk all over them they will 
they will. And I think it needs to start happening is promoters paying decent amount of money to wrestlers and saying, hey, here's the fucking rules. Your first match, I need you to go out there and do six minutes. I need you to keep it in the ring. And, uh, you know, if there's any other rules, I need you to just warm up the crowd for me. And if those wrestlers don't do it, then guess what? I can't bring you back. I'm sorry. So break this down. Do you want to say something? There's, there, there's a way to be a promoter where you can be cool and and have all the wrestlers like you, but also not be a mark. Yeah. Where you let the wrestlers just well, do whatever the fuck they the want. The money marks are the ones that the, the wrestlers walk all over. Yes. And, and you the can wrestler, tell those shows when you see them. And the wrestlers are just really happy to be in the... or I'm sorry. Those, those, those money marks are just really happy to be in the back with the wrestlers and be engaging with these wrestlers and what it takes and I, I've told a, a newer promoter this too on, on a car ride listen if you let the boys walk all over you they will so do you want to have a serious promotion or you just want to be a money mark and have the boys you know walk all over you because I've seen it happen before man there used to be this promotion up the street from me uh, what the fuck was it it was right up here oh fans fans united wrestling FU wrestling Man, I would see wrestlers show up and just not even not even booked and just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to jump in on this match. Uh, yeah, this match right here, we're going to turn this match into a triple threat. Yeah, this match right here. Uh, this pro- Oh, by the way, you're, we're going to add this match of these two guys that just showed up. No, that was FU. It was FU wrestling. And I was like, man, nobody respects this fucking promoter. Nobody, because they're just they're booking themselves on this show. Yeah, right? is that the one we were talking about before or no? Uh, maybe I don't know. Uh, interesting, but uh, yeah, man, I think I think the wrestlers in the back need to start looking at the show as a whole in the fans' eyes rather than just hey, I'm gonna get my shit over. I'm, I'm gonna go out there and do everything I can. It's all about me. It's tough to it, you know it is tough because. They say, you know, and again, I'm not the kind of guy that's like, I got to get my shit. I don't have shit to get in. <laughs> but um, you got a promo to get in. Yeah. It's, yeah. If I'm getting my fucking promo in, <laughs> um, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, they've they say it all the time. No one's going to get you over. But you mm-hmm. don't look for the fucking promoter to get you over. Don't look for the person running their social media page to get you over. Like you're going to have to get you over. So that's that's my only thing where I struggle where it's like, yeah, man, like that's fucking true. That's true. You know what I mean? Like you have to get you over, whether it's online or on the show, whatever it is. So that's you know I'm I'm of two minds. Where yes, I see Jesus. You have to have some fucking structure. You can't do everything in the first match. Also, I feel bad for some of these young guys who come up and like I drove six hours to be here. I'm given ten minutes. I'm going as long as like I'm giving it everything because I'm getting back in a car immediately afterwards and driving six hours home. So it's it's tough. Yeah, it is. A, it's a it's a. Cr- and as much as I say, like, hey, I'd, I'd like to see more structure in a show, uh, I get it, man. Like, there's plenty of guys out there that are proving me wrong. Um, and also, I'll, I'll say this straight up, man. There's a lot of dog shit fucking wrestlers out there that rely on just dives and high spot moves rather than basic fundamentals. And, and he looks at me every time he says that. I didn't look at you a lot, Mike. There are dog shit promoters, too, that allow that. And that's part of the reason those guys exist. But so these guys relied on having to dive and having to do crazy spots rather than, like, good basic fundamentals, good clean wrestling. Uh, and it worked for them, you know. And fuck me, right? Fuck me if, because it worked for them and, and, I, you know, it is what it is. You know, wrestling is an ambitious sport slash art. And there's... 
you know what what fits the mold for certain fans doesn't fit for other fans but there's a fan for everything out there and it's fucking crazy because like stuff that bores me to tears is someone's favorite type of wrestling something that you know is just you know someone goes bananas for and thinks looks so realistic and they're they're showing all their friends that shit online i would never show that to my friends i would i would show you and be like dude what is this yeah you know what i mean um, but there's something for everyone. That's why wrestling is so great. There's there's something for everyone. It doesn't matter who it is or what the promotion is or, you know, what kind of match it is. I know we had PD ask us what kind of match we we're going to do and what was the one I ended up with? I just remember Mike's because it was very specific. What was it? Blowing, like loser got, got Loser it. blows the winner. I don't think that would ever fly in any promotion. Um, but thanks for that. <laughs> But you know what that I mean? would make it a real shoot match. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not losing this fucking double match. double dr- Like if you want to see a real slobber knocker, like a real shoot. I mean, could you imagine that? Like, I, I don't want to. You'd be like, I am not fucking losing. Like you're think, gonna find out who the better the better man is that night. Oh Jesus, Jesus, huh? That's anyway. crazy. Uh, God, how funny would it be to book that match? It would not be funny at all. And be like, "Hey, you guys agree to this, right? You guys, you guys yeah. agree to this? It's like it's like the like the Vinnie Max kiss my ass uh, stipulation. Oh my God! But like way more <laughs> intense. We're gonna do it in the back for our OnlyFans, though. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah. So. There's our rant for the night, right? Jesus, what a mistake that was. Adam, delete the last 40 minutes of the podcast. I think that's a good thing to go home on. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, uh, fuck Andy Brown, pub beer and whatnot. And, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, let's, 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 so we got shows at the end of the month. It is the month of October, and uh, we have shows at the end of the month. The year of our Lord, 2020. There is a Lord William show. Regal. Who do you think I was talking about? On Friday, October 30th, this is Level Up Showcase Backlot Boogie. It's going to be uh, taking place uh, Friday, October 30th at 6 p.m. Uh, or 7.30 p.m. I don't know. Whatever. Show up around that time. Uh, let's see. The card, they started releasing some details. So there is a match between Ruby Rays and Jesse James versus... The Infection, Rob Shit, greatest name in professional wrestling, and so Guy good. Cool. There's also going to be a uh, a debut match. A gentleman named Fabrizio, also known as Sexy Fab, he's gonna be taking on. He'll be taking on Jordan Cruz. Another debut, Wild Thing, Leo Canito. He's gonna be taking on Player One, Michael Hops. And uh, there's gonna be a main event. Devin, let me tell you about this main event. I'm ready. Is it us? Yeah, it's going to be the team of Hunter Freeman. Oh, that's not us. And the get down that consists of Adrian Quest and B-Boy. Oh, maybe it is us. Going up against that motherfucker, Andy Brown. Oh, fuck Can you guess who they teamed up Andy Brown with? Andy Brown and his his best friends, probably. No, the Hogsman. God damn it. What kind of cruel fucking joke is that? They know so anyways, we finish our episodes with fuck Andy Brown, right? Yeah. So you want to get some shirts made for the match? Fuck Andy Brown fuck shirts? Andy Brown shirts. Oh, my God. Can we? We will be teaming up with Andy Brown, the Ground Zero champion. I'm not going to do it. You can do it. So I'll be there in your corner. I'll do it. That's the match. Adam will do it. Those are the matches so far. But uh, also... We're the main event that night? We're the main. Of Send them home happy. Send them home happy. So uh, that's... We're just uh, both going to super kick Andy Brown and head out. Friday, October 30th. That's the match. Nice. 
And it is going to be uh, taking place at the Level Up Pro Wrestling uh, School. It'll be taking, uh, it'll be happening in the back. There's a back parking lot, so go around to the back. Be there or be scared. And, ah, and get it? Because it's almost Halloween on that day. There it is. Adam, that's a pun. That's a good pun. And then there is uh, the Canna Pro Wrestling Show. That'll be taking place on Saturday night, October 31st. Halloween night. Ooh. Devin, get your fucking Halloween costume ready. I'm going to have to talk to my wife about that. I forgot it was on Halloween night. <laughs> so what anyways, time does the show start? It'll be starting, uh, I think, around 3. Awesome. I don't know. Mike's got to find a new partner. <laughs> We got it. No more go. I'll strap on the old boots. Get out of here. Anyways, Canna Pro Wrestling. That'll be at the same location behind Level Up Pro Wrestling School in the parking lot. They started releasing some of the matchups for the night. Very Uh, scary. Our buddy Hunter Freeman will be taking on Damian 666. Ooh, got him. In a match. (laughs) In a match. On Halloween. Damn. 666 on Halloween. That's a bad. You're not supposed to say that. On Halloween. They started... Uh, Candyman shows up in the mirror or something. Where else is... Oh, here we go. Uh, Eli Everfly will be taking on Besha 666. Damn, so many 666s. 666? That's not good. scary. They are related. Uh, <laughs> Mr. 666? There is also a women's wrestling match. Uh, looks like a three-way. It's going to be uh, Rays, a.k.a. Ruby Rays, former uh, guest on the podcast. Taking on Holly Dead and Delilah Doom. That's going to be a triple threat. Oh, there you go. Like. That'll be fun. And I don't think they have any more matches uh, announced for that show. But Why'd you bring that up? Are we on it? We are on that show also, okay. yes. We're we wrestling. We are wrestling. Who? I am not sure. They haven't announced it yet, but Damn whatever. All right. So, anyways, end of the month. Scary. Be there. Be scared. That's what we I have said. some shows in San Diego. It's a dad pun for you. Dad jokes. And uh, what else do we got? Anything else to put over? Nothing. Maybe something early in November. I'll get back to them, let them know. All right. Now that I've talked to you, my tag partner. Anyways, that'll do it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you for listening. You can catch our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. What should they do, Devin? Oh, dude, you got to like, subscribe, and leave a review. I, I need to know what you think about the podcast. I'm very very concerned very sensitive Adam will tell you I'm very concerned I need to know that it was delicious and fantastic for your ears once again shout out to 10 Barrel Brewing Pub Beer Cheap Fun Beer what's up what's up and uh fuck Andy Brown fuck him even though we're, we're teaming up with him. with him but fuck him he'll probably lose this lose the match for us I'm guessing I'm excited for when he gets signed and we're still using this and people are like that's not very nice fuck him uh, what else? Do we have anything else we got to put over? Um, that's about it, right? That's all I can think of. All right, excellent. Uh, hey, Dev. What's up, Mike? If anybody wants the tip, what do they got to take? They got to take the whole fucking hog. Adios. Adios.